Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. This was just a very pleasant surprise. I gave it a 4 out of 5 in my review for Bloody Disgusting, and it's probably realistically more a 3.5 out of 5 once, mm-hmm. like, once the luster goes away. But honestly, the movie earned so much goodwill with me that I was kind of like, I'm going to throw you a bone, movie. Here's that 4. <laughs> Indeed, and especially on a first watch, I do think that this film surprises to such a degree that it is almost worthy of giving it that extra half a star, if only to get people who are on the fence Mm -hmm. over that hurdle. Like, I know you've heard sci-fi, I know you're seeing remake, I know it looks woke feminist horror, Mm -hmm. but look, it's a four out of five. Like, we're just trying to sweeten the pot a little bit. When my review posted, so of course there were some people, because this was before, mm-hmm. like, a trailer would come out, and people were commenting, yeah. like, oh my god, no way, this looks like more Black Christmas 2019 bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, like, retweeted the review and was like, there are so many things wrong with this statement, because I called it, like, a, you know, an update of a feminist horror film, blah, 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 blah. And oh my god. It, it's like, oh, man, it's all men. Um, no, of course, it's, it's all- always, it's <laughs> always, always all men. <laughs> and it's all these men that are, like, out to get this movie. Because, again, you say the word feminist, it's like a trigger word for men. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. like, well, also in this movie, right? Like, it's those man-hating feminists you always hear about. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got knives. Oh, my God. Like, it's part of your feminist plot to destroy all the men. Like, I mean, like, I... <laughs> The, the irony in all these, again, I'm assuming men, and for some of them I know for a fact, but, you know, maybe some of these commenters were women, I don't, maybe. whatever. But, like, the irony is, that, yeah, this movie does a really good job at poking fun of the people that would criticize this movie just for the mm-hmm. fact that it's a feminist horror comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's doing it in a bit of a more spry, gentle way than the kind of ham-fisted or heavy-handedness yes. of something like Black Christmas and maybe even the Craft remake. And we actually don't mind those movies. Like, we think that there's good things about the Black Christmas remake. Mm-hmm. We think that there's even better things about that Craft remake. Slash sequel. Slash sequel. <laughs> Go and listen to both those episodes, folks. But mm-hmm. I would almost argue that this is the most successful of those three, if only because it has that confidence and it is doing 21st century, you know, quote unquote, woke feminist politics. Right. But it's doing it and still being funny, still being sexy, still being scary. Like it's actually managing to balance all of the tones accurately you know and i was trying to figure out i mean again when i was writing my review i was like why does this work better for me than Mm. the commentary in black christmas and even yeah the craft legacy which i mean yeah i'm like in the middle on black christmas where i'm like "Eh, it's fine but like i don't know if i would recommend it but i do i do like that craft sequel and i would recommend Mm -hmm. it okay but i don't know if it's because the slumber party massacre remake dips into parody often enough to where it Mm. makes that commentary an easier pill to swallow like there are moments that are on the nose honestly like the, the biggest offender for me where i was like "Ooh, i am rolling my eyes hard is when the one guy is like um Oh, I, I don't. I know I don't have to go with them, but my toxic masculinity is making me like that. Is a little too on the nose for me. Whereas yeah. most of the other jokes here, like did, like, play, paid off in spades. Hmm. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of the things that are working the best for me here are the sight gags that basically take what we would expect female characters in a traditional, Mm. mostly 80s slasher to do, and then it puts men into it and makes it ridiculous. So men having a pillow fight, men getting oogled in the shower. Like, Mm -hmm. these are things that, A, we're just not used to seeing, which is shocking, and I don't Mm. know why, but also when we do see it, It simultaneously is very funny and silly, but it also subconsciously reminds us of, oh, yeah, you've seen all of these scenes in, quote unquote, regular slasher films. Why do you accept it there? And it's really just a gendered thing. And it even goes down to Esther Hawes' direction, too, because one of the first Mm -hmm. times we meet these boys, it's a close-up of his ass in these pink booty shorts. Oh, my God, Sean, I die. Yes, it's it's so... (laughs) funny and it works well and again like you you have the stinger of the girl being like is this what guys actually do at summer parties which mm-hmm. that's towing the line between on the nose you know where it's like okay like we movie yeah. trust me to know that i understand what it's doing but at the same time like i still thought it was funny <laughs> mm-hmm. but what's surprising too is that these girls are not the kind of they're not the characters that we would come to expect in this type of more contemporary, very self-aware kind of film, right? In a way, they're still adhering to types until they're not. And then they do again, like the the film really does eat its cake. Half its cake and eat it too. I well, always fuck that up. It's God. okay. <laughs> but, but no, it, 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 there are elements of Cabin in the Woods here, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like very much. I mean, again, in the end, when when the Brini, when she pulls out her false boobs and she's like, "Oh, thank God!" Like I don't have to play the slut anymore. And it's like, well, <laughs> do you know how exhausting it is to be the hot one? <laughs> On a level, I'm kind of like, well, did you have to? Like, did you have mm-hmm. to play, like, this archetype, like, horror movie trope? Like, not really, but it doesn't matter because it's funny mm-hmm. anyway. 